I like this gospel story because it reveals the total humanity of the apostles, the divinity of Jesus with his humanity, Peter's response to the Holy Spirit. Let's walk through this a little bit. According to our reading, Jesus is walking with his disciples along the cliff on the west side of the Sea of Galilee. It is a huge rock formation that forms west of the valley of the Sea of Galilee. So here Jesus is walking with his disciples on top of this big rock formation, and he asks a simple question that is really loaded as we discover through the text for the day. The Son of Man phrase is something Jesus uses a lot when he speaks about himself, so much so that even his enemies know that's what he was saying because they must have heard him say it so many times. But here his closest disciples were being asked to analyze that statement. We hear the answer, a bunch of rock stars from the Old Testament. Yes, the pun was intended, the rock cliff, the Old Testament rock stars, Jesus name, renaming Simon as the rock, as Peter, Jesus commenting about his church being the rock. Do you catch the theme here? <laughs> this, this is really a humorous story when you look at the entirety of it. But Jesus complicates it when he turns to his disciples after they have been naming the, these rock stars and asks them something that is very pointed and reveals himself as God. But who do you say that I am? Yes, he is deliberately challenging them to go beyond where they were. But I can imagine the scene with the twelve disciples, just finishing mentioning the Old Testament rock stars, and they are not, they are standing around looking at each other, wondering what to say next. And I would imagine there was a very long silence. Finally, Simon speaks up. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I am sure this was the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, even though Jesus had just been prompting them with the name of God applied to himself. I am. Remember, this is the name that God gave to Moses at the burning bush. Tell the Israelites, I am sent me to you. So Jesus here is already hinting to his disciples that he is God. And Simon is responding accordingly. Now we get to the issue of the renaming of Simon and what that means. Some people want to dismiss the centrality of this by pointing out that the word used in Greek had a masculine ending to it when applied to Peter, instead of the feminine ending of rock in Greek. There have been people trying to misrepresent the change in word in Greek, trying to make it sound as though Peter was not being put in charge of the church. Well, there are a couple of problems with that. First of all, the Greek word for rock is Petra, and you can't give a man a woman's name. So, from Petra to Petros in Greek. But there are other places in the New Testament where Peter is referred to as Cephas, or Kephas, which is the Aramaic word for rock, and it does not have a masculine or feminine ending. So, the nonsense that some non-Catholic experts in the Bible try to use to dismiss the name of Peter as being little to no importance, don't know what they are talking about. So, what do all these things have to do with us? The first point is the silence of the apostles. When Jesus confronts them with, who do you say that I am, they all stood around afraid to speak up. Maybe they did not know how to deal with this. 
Maybe it was something so drastically different in their experience that they were dumbfounded. Maybe they understood that Jesus was claiming to be God. Maybe you find yourself dumbfounded when asked to speak about your faith. I know that has happened to me, and it drove me to look and learn more about how to defend the faith. And, hello, now I'm a priest. <laughs> As a bit of an aside, call this a moment of advertising. We will be restarting our apologetics class on September 10th, after the Ablaze concert and after the 4.30 Mass, the Sunday after Labor Day. So, who do you say Jesus is? How do you answer that question when non-believers ask, Why do you follow Jesus? Next point. This is similar to the first one, and it is maybe the more important of the two. Would you choose to be walking with Jesus? We believe that all of us are called into a relationship with him and that he has told us he wants to walk with us. Would you want to walk with him? Can you see yourself taking a nice, long walk with Jesus as you would with anyone else you know? The only issue with this idea is that we would be walking with God. Do not dismiss this. It would be a good meditation. So, the last part has to do with Jesus' self-revelation. The disciples knew when Jesus spoke of the Son of Man, he was referring to a place in the prophet Daniel. This was a place in Daniel that spoke about the authority and presence of God. So, to his disciples, Jesus, in doing what he did and saying what he did, meant that he was God. Then he followed that up with the line, But who do you say that I am? As if the previous Son of Man lines were not enough, he uses part of the sacred name of God in a way that hinted to those he was walking with that he is God. My opinion is that was a bit of a scandal, but no one objected. In fact, it was the occasion of Peter making his declaration. So without knowing the story of the prophets and the law, this gospel story becomes hard to understand. But it is a very well-fitted story where Jesus reveals himself as God, assigns Peter as the prime minister for the new church, has Peter receiving the keys of the kingdom, which is the sign that he is the prime minister. You can look up the story of a prime minister in Isaiah's time who lost his job and the keys were taken from him and given to another. So here, there's a transfer of power and authority. Jesus was not dead yet, but he was making provisions for the time when he would no longer be with us here. Oops, I've run out of time for this weekend. But there is more that could have been said about this gospel story. Take a walk with Jesus. Hear him ask the same question to you. Who do you say that I am? How do you answer?